Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooters Podcast, your premier podcast for the casual shooter. Now, this week's guest is a USPSA practical shooter and a two-gunner. At this year's PCC National, she ended up 30th overall, high junior, third ladies, and third A-class overall. Did I mention she's just a teenager? Uh, you know, I've had a bunch of juniors on here. Don't look now, but here comes another one. And don't say I didn't warn you. With that, give me a warm round of applause for Ashlyn Champagne. How you doing, Ashlyn? Good. How are you? Good. Why don't you take just a second and introduce yourself? Um, I'm Ashlyn Champagne. Um, my Instagram and YouTube is Shooting Blondie. I've um, been shooting for about three years, three years in March. So, yeah, getting to that point. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to pause you there then. Um, and we're going to delve into those three years then. Okay. Yeah. All right. But before we go there, we got to start with the usual icebreakers. Probably the hardest questions you're going to have for the podcast. <laughs> Question number one. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is either Superbad or John Wick. Now, those are like extreme opposite movies. They are completely. Okay, so why Superbad? Superbad, it's just really funny, and I just love the embarrassment, you know? <laughs> okay. All right, and why John Wick? John Wick, it really, it gets the adrenaline rush from me. I just, gets me motivated to do better. <laughs> okay. Does it make you want to go shoot faster? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now we found a lot of people don't read books. So the next question <laughs> is, what's your favorite book? My favorite book is, it ends with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now what's that about? It's a romantic book, so. Okay. Now, if you're into superheroes, who's your favorite superhero? I'm not into superheroes. Okay. Then who's your favorite historical figure? Not really big on history. All right. Do you have a mentor? <laughs> um, probably my dad. All right. Good answer. Yep. All right. I like it. All right. Maybe this one will be a little bit easier for you your favorite gun and your favorite caliber, but they don't have to marry up. Meaning just because your favorite gun might be a shotgun doesn't mean you have to, your favorite caliber has to be 12 gauge. Yeah. Um, probably my CZ. I love my CZ and then nine because nine is like the only thing I shoot with. <laughs> I can see that you shoot your PCC, which is nine. Your CZ is nine, yeah. but you shot a lot of other stuff. It looks like too. So Occasionally, I just try this and this, yeah. I'm going to be asking you questions about that. <laughs> At what age did you first shoot a gun? 13, almost 14, yeah. Okay. Was that in the backyard? Was that at a range? How did that happen? It was at an indoor range. How, okay, how did... Um, Whose idea was it to go and, and shoot? It was my dad's idea. Yeah. He, um, what did... he wanted a reason to go to the range all the time. So okay. he just brought me along. <laughs> did you enjoy your first time shooting a gun? I did. It was, it was a lot of fun. And what was it? Um, I think it was a little Ruger. 22. Like 22 rifle or pistol? What? Um, pistol. It was a little 22 pistol. Um, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was a little 22 pistol. How long did it take you to progress to something else from there? Um, well, I think a couple months, maybe four or five months. And then I decided to switch over to nine. My CD. Yep. Now let's work backwards. So how old were you at PCC Nationals? PCC Nationals? Um, well, this year was my first PCC Nationals, so 16. Now, so you were 16 when you competed there. You were, we'll just say 14 mm -hmm. 
is when you first shot a gun. So at what point did you get, how did you get into competition? Um, so I got into competition because of the guys that worked at the indoor range, they were really interested in how well I was shooting. So they, um, they all wanted to start doing competitions and they just decided to tag me along, you know, at a little still challenge that was close by. Yeah. Okay, so it was Steel Challenge was the first thing you shot? Yes. Were you still shooting the twenty two pistol? Yes. So how long did you shoot Steel Challenge before you moved on to something else? Um, I think I shot Steel Challenge uh, for two months, maybe two months. So when you say you shot it for two months, was that like one match a month? Or it was, you shoot it? Uh, yeah, it was one match a month. Yeah. Okay, so you shot it twice, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you switched over to what? And then after that, I switched over to, um, started doing two guns. So I switched over to my CZ and then got a rifle. Yep. All right, we'll start with the CZ first. Mm -hmm. How much of a drastic change was it for you from going from shooting 22 to nine millimeter? It was, it was a big change. Um, one, I couldn't, I didn't have the grip strength to, uh, rack the slide. And then, um, uh, I have little hands, so it wasn't, it was hard for me to wrap my hands around it and get a okay. good grip on it. Now the, the CZ steel gun? Uh, CZ 75 SV01 AccuShadow. Um, no. Is it a polymer gun or an all steel gun? Polymer. Are your hands... Have your hands gotten any bigger to make it any easier I, to wrap around? I think they've gotten bigger. They okay. do look bigger, so. Is the gun fitting your hand better? Yes. Okay. Have you tried any other guns, or is that the only gun you've tried? No, that's like, that's my baby, you know. Not really any <laughs> oh, other <okay>. guns. <laughs> You're not going to cheat on that gun by holding any other no. gun, I guess. <laughs> okay. So what was the first rifle then you said you got a cz you were shooting the cz and you got a rifle what was the yeah. rifle it was a seekins um seekins nx 50 yeah uh 556 or so for the two gun you're shooting 556 and 9 all right now how have you been shooting that ever since so for 2 years mm -hmm. yeah all right how do you like that uh, it's a good rifle. It's very reliable. And I mean, I trust it completely. You know, I can do anything with it and everything with it. So it's always been by my side. How far out have you engaged targets with it? Um, probably 615. And that's where down where you live or is that somewhere else? That's up in Holt. And the reason I'm asking is you had posted a picture on your Instagram of a match, but it looked like the match was in Florida. Yes. For some reason, I was thinking you were from the southwest of the country, but you're not. No. Okay. All right. Well, that fixes that then. Okay. All right. So all of your shooting then, other than PCC Nationals, has been Florida? Florida, yes. What made you get into, and how long ago did you get into PCC? PCC, um, I think a year into shooting, we decided to get a PCC. And I think it was for PCC pistol two gun nats, the first one. Yeah. And um, just to have fun with it at other USPSA matches to shoot two guns with it. And then I think a couple of the guys that worked at the indoor range were getting them too. So they kind of like influenced my dad to get one. <laughs> oh, okay. So do you and your dad share the gun then? No, um, he doesn't really shoot anymore. He doesn't? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. I guess that's another conversation altogether, but okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So it looks like, I guess about 15, you got a, about a year later, you got a PCC. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, did you... Did you shoot two gun nationals at the age of 15? Um, I think I was 15 when I shot the first 
two gun nationals. Yep. Okay. Now, how did you like shooting two gun nationals? The first one, it was my first nationals and, um, I was already really nervous about it. And then I felt nervous, but confident in it. And then, um, my dad got these big cardboard printouts of the stages for me to like kind of stage plan and look at everything so I can already have the stage plan. So when I get there, nothing's like a big surprise. Well, I get there and um, it was still a big surprise for me, my first two gun, first nationals. And everything was like really big and the place was just, Talladega was really nice. So I kind of felt like a little. This episode is brought to you by Laser App, L-A-S-R App. They specialize in laser dry fire training, super convenient, and not to mention super cheap. You can use anything for a dry fire target and any device with a camera for capturing the laser hits. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. And it's veteran-owned, Semper Fi, Ben. You can utilize multiple targets and multiple cameras. It can be as complex or as simple as your heart desires. They even sell steel challenge banners. They sell CERT guns and the CERT AR Bolt so you can practice indoors with your AR for free. There's a newsletter and a forum you can join. When you sign up for the newsletter, they'll send you a free six-part video series. Check out their website. It's a smorgasbord of items to make you better faster. Use the affiliate link on our website or at the bottom of our podcast notes and on YouTube for a 15% discount. Also, use our coupon code in the store for 10% off of other items not necessarily covered by our affiliate link. Thanks for your support, everyone. Without your support, this podcast would be difficult to maintain. Intimidated, something new, you know, and something big. How far ahead of time did you get there to be able to walk stages and do all of that? Um, I think we got there a day earlier than the match just to walk the stages. So we were there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did you drive? No. I guess you're too far away then to drive to Talladega from where you are in Florida. Yeah. Right on the edge. Okay. Like, yeah, a little bit. Okay. So were you happy with how you finished that first two gun nationals? Um, originally I wasn't happy with how I finished. But now I see, like, I, I have to be happy with how I finish. Why do you say that? Um, well, I'm typically never happy with the way I finish in matches. Okay. Yeah. So, but you're, you're not an angry shooter, I take it. No, I try to <laughs> not think about it. And then in the end, I'll look at all of, every, of everything. You know, I have a little book now to write down you know, each stage, like something good and then something bad and then how I felt about it. And then like it's on there. So then I can go to the next stage and not think about it. All right. So that brings up a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to the second one first because I think it'll be easier. Then we'll go back to the other one. Okay. Um, <laughs> the little book, your journal. Yeah. It almost, it, it sounds almost like the Steve Anderson mental management type thing. Do you ever listen to Steve Anderson? No. You should. You you could probably benefit, especially with your, your journal, mm -hmm. because he specifically talks about that type of stuff yeah. and how, you know, what you should be writing, how you should be writing, that type of thing. So, but what do you, if you could be a little bit more specific, how do you use it? How do I use it? Um, well, after I finish the stage... Um, you know, approve everything. And then the first thing I do is I take, I put everything away, grab my book, walk away a little bit, but so I can still see the stage and then go through the stage and how I ran it and how I felt with it. And then I'll write that down. And then um, I'll write down something I felt was good and then something I felt was bad and then something to work on for training and then something to work on for dry fire. Okay. So do you use the words good and bad? Um, I don't use the words good or bad. 
um, I just like one line is like something good, one line is something bad, so that I know and only I know. Okay. Um, you then said you wrote you would write something down for training and another one down for dry fire. Yes. Now, do you mean so by training? I take it you mean live fire training. Yes. Okay. So you differentiate the two in your journal. Yes. Okay. Do you have someone who works with you, who trains with you when you're not shooting a match? Um, Brennan Souter from RPGI is um, my trainer. Okay. Does he look at your journal or do you guys talk about the journal? We talk about the journal, but he... It's my journal specifically, so I'm the only person that can look at it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it just, it, it just changed from a journal to a diary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, only, it's only mine, you know, no one else can look at it. <laughs> okay. But do you share the information you get with it then with Brian? Yeah, I do. Okay. It'd be kind of hard to help train you if you didn't share that Yeah, I share the information, but he cannot look at it. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, and the reason I'm asking about the verbiage is, um, so Steve Anderson, I don't know if you've heard of him. He has a, a podcast called That Shooting Show. But he also teaches mental management mm -hmm. um, through Lanny Basham. And Lanny Basham created a whole program where you use a journal and, and exactly very similar to what you're doing. You go through and you journal everything. Doesn't matter what the match is after each stage, but it's all about um, making sure you're using correct verbiage mm -hmm. so you improve your self-image. So if you just, even if you just listen to a couple of episodes of his dealing with mental management, you might actually be able to refine how you use your journal and make it even better for yourself. Yeah. You went to your first Nats at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. You went back this year? Yes, I went back to two gun Nats. Okay, so that was your second one. How did you feel going into that one compared to the one a year earlier? Um, well, this two gun nats, I felt really good about it. I felt really strong. I felt really confident and strong that I can do really good. And I felt that I had the capability, you know, to do better than what I did. You know, I had done like a lot of training, <laughs> excuse me. And I just felt that my mind was better and I got stronger myself and that I could just do completely better than what I did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, physically you're still growing. You have, you mm -hmm. have more growing to go. So I guess the, you know, the older you get, then the, the stronger you're going to get, the faster mm -hmm. you're going to get. Um, so I get all that. Now, this is, the second question that I had earlier, and that is your training. How did your training change going from your first two gun nets to your second two gun nets? So during the first two gun nets, I was still in public school. Um, this year, I um, during the summer, we had changed um, ideas to go to homeschool. And then during the summer, I also had more opportunity to go out and go train. So last year, didn't really have an opportunity to do a lot of training and to get out as much. And this year, um, consistently training all the time and then being able to go and have the freedom and opportunity to go out more. So we're going to jump ahead real quick and then come back to the training for the national champion questionnaire. All right. How tall are you? I'm um, five, five. Okay. So you're, you're 
probably taller than well you're definitely taller than the Williams sisters <laughs> <laughs> you're you're getting more along the lines of Morgan Leonhardt and them mm -hmm. uh, so okay you already said you're you're homeschooled now yes so you said it gives you more opportunity to train do you live on a farm or do you have access to a range anytime you want um i have access to the range um with brendan he um owns his own range so he'll we'll, like meet up at a place and he'll come pick me up and take me to uh the range and we'll train and you said brennan yes okay i heard brian earlier so my uh -oh. my fault my fault brennan get that corrected for the record <laughs> okay all right so i mean you have all of the necessary tools mm -hmm. so that's good so let's go back to training again was there did the way you trained change in between those two nationals um yes uh the way i trained before it was still trying to figure the basics and trying to fix big things. And now it's more or less run this stage and fixing little things here and there to make it better. Who reviews the video from your matches? Um, I review the videos all the time. Um, Brennan will look at some videos. And, um, well, my dad holds all of them, so he reviews them a lot. Okay. So does your dad help with your training then? No. Okay. So just Brennan? Yes. Okay. Because a lot of people will, this is what I'm asking. A lot of people will take the video that they have um, captured at a match, go back when they get home, they actually review it to see how they were getting into positions, you know, yeah. did they have errors and stuff like that? So that's what I'm trying to figure out is who does that for you? Is that you or is that Brennan or is that both of you? Um, both of us, I'd say. Um, when I go to competitions, I can kind of feel it myself. So I'll tend to correct myself for the next stage. What is, what is something that you would notice or have noticed in the past that you correct before the next stage? Um, feet positioning, um, breaking down my rifle when I shouldn't, swinging uh, the rifle on targets I shouldn't swing at, um, moving my hips incorrectly, um, looking okay. at the wrong target, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, let's back up a minute. You said mm -hmm. moving your hips incorrectly. What do you mean by that? Like... If I'm shooting an array of targets over here and I'm already moving my hips when I shouldn't be, that's, to me, that's incorrect. So when are you picking up on that mistake? While you're shooting? Do you yes. notice that? Really? I do. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you're very in tune with yourself when you're shooting. I try to be, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, have you, do you know who Keita Bussy is? Yes. Okay. So have you read her book or listened to her podcast or anything? I have not, but I have taken a class from her. Okay. Yeah. So that's where that's coming from. <laughs> okay. All right. That This episode is brought to you by Gun Butter. Gun Butter is a premier lubricant for your rifle or pistol. They have grease for parts that need it, like lugs on a bolt gun. Man, do I love a boat gun. It's a proprietary blend that they won't even trademark so as not to have to give away their trade secrets. Check out the video I put up on YouTube. Uh, look for another one coming soon. I even ran into Rick Powers, an RO at Carry Optics Nationals. He switched to it after listening to our podcast with Mason Litchfield. He loves it. Rob Epifania uses and loves it. Frank Shu uses it and loves it. Use Casual Shooter 20 and save 20% on checkout. Makes a lot of sense. Have you taken <laughs> classes from anybody else? Um, uh, Frank Garcia. And um, I think that's it. I think Frank Garcia and Kia is and about Kia. it. Yeah. Okay. Morgan Leonhardt gives her a lot of credit for 
getting her where she is. So yeah, very good person to take mm -hmm. a class from. Do you ever talk? Have you ever talked to her since the class? And then, no, I haven't been in contact with her at all. No. So your training that I take it from 14 until your first two gun nationals was just all the basic stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. Was that primarily pistol or did you split it evenly between the two guns? How did you do that? It was, it was primarily pistol. Um, my first trainer, he, he was big on two gun. So that's where all the two gun comes from. Um, and you know, he was teaching me the basics, how to run a pistol and then how to run a rifle and then how to run them together. So that's what the um, year was for, just trying to put the two together. Do you plan on continuing in two gun? Um, yes, yes. As long, I'd prefer to shoot a USPSA match than to shoot a two gun match. So if there is a USPSA match, I will shoot the USPSA match before the two gun match. Now, do you, so next year, do you plan on shooting I think they call it what multi-gun nationals, which yes. is two gun basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had planned on doing it this year, but we didn't do it. And then, um, the way next year's looking like we probably, hopefully we'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one's up in Minnesota. Yeah. That's a, that's quite the trip from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get back to the other stuff in, mm -hmm. in just a moment, but since we're talking about it, so are you going to shoot PCC nationals next year? Yes. All right. So that one's a, a firm yes. Yes. Okay. So that one's back at CMP. Yes. All right. Now, so which, which one is your focus? PCC or multi-gun slash two-gun? PCC. Um, yeah, PCC is definitely my focus. Um uh, this year, we did half of the year for carry optics, but we didn't go to carry optics. And then the, the end of the year, we did PCC. Do you see it being different next year? Like, do you are you going to train in carry optics at all? Yes. Um, I'm actually making a switch. Come New Year's, making a switch to carry optics for carry optics hats. And then I, you at the end of carry optics nats, are you switching back over to PCC? Okay. All right. So you're going to be in Ohio in June and then you're going to be at least at CMP in September. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously it, it works out better now that you're being homeschooled too. You don't have yes. to worry about, you know, school schedules. Yes. Who, if you don't mind, it's a little bit more personal, but who's homeschooling you? Um, just, it's kind of like a little online thing. It's just oh, a really? little website. Yeah. So it's all virtual? It's all virtual, yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Look, I'm learning I'm learning a bunch here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now let's go back. What does your dry fire training look like? Um, I try to do it every day for at least an hour. And um, with PCC, about 20 minutes. And then since I'm switching to carry optics, I've been doing carry optics more and more and more just to like switch it out. But um, about an hour, try to do it every day as much as I can. Yeah. You know. Okay. What are you, but what are you doing in training? Are, are you just doing basic stuff or are you trying to do work in movement and small arrays and stuff like that. What are you doing actually in dry fire? In dry fire, I try to incorporate movement and then um, also moving and reloading and then mm. moving backwards on targets and then um, dot focus. Okay. Are you doing that at home or on the range? At home. Okay. So I guess you have a space big enough to do that type of stuff. Yeah, the garage. <laughs> That's where I do all my dry fires in the yeah. garage. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I even have a little 
swinger from Go Fast, Don't Suck that I use. Me too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. See, we, we all do very similar yeah. stuff, so it's all good. Now, I assume, again, from 14 to 15, that dry fire was, again, the basics, uh, gun manipulation, that type of stuff, reloads to get all that down. Yeah, I didn't really do dry, dry fire at 14. Oh, when did you start dry firing? Um, about 15, you know. So you've been doing it maybe a year? Maybe, yeah. Okay. I'm going to interject a question at this moment. Do you take an, an off-season? No. Where you don't do anything? No, no, no off-season. Okay. So even like during these holidays, you're still dry firing so every day, the whole nine yards. Yep. Wow. Okay. Now, I mean, you're, well, it's, I imagine it got a little chilly down there in Florida. Oh, it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it's gotten colder everywhere else. So yeah, you guys are still warm <laughs> compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. Still <laughs> um, don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> What is your, how often are you doing live fire each week? Um, consistently twice a week. Sometimes more? Um, sometimes more if the opportunity comes, yes. Well, you said consistently, so that kind of made me think, uh, there yeah. might be times where she does it three or four times a week. <laughs> all right, carry optics. I just had it all up is mm -hmm. June 20... I lost it. 23rd to the 25th. Yep. So we're only six months away. Yeah. Now, as you get closer, is your training going to, are you going to train more? Are you going to train on something different? How do you foresee your training going between now and then? So as I switch, um, we will try to make the training more pistol focused. So the stages we make for training will be mainly pistol focus. So, and then we will probably look at matches in the past to try to set up for training so that we kind of have an idea of what might come. How much of that training do you do strong hand weekend? Strong hand weekend, mm, not that often, really. Mm, maybe once a month. So you don't even do it in dry fire? I mean, I do it in dry fire, but still not that often. Okay. Do you think that's something you might um, add more of the closer you get? Prob that's definitely something I'll add more on to. And the reason I say that is there wasn't, there was only one stage, I believe this year that had strong hand weekend, but the year before at Carry Optics Nationals, there were several stages that were strong hand, weak hand. Mm -hmm. There was even one stage where you had to determine if you were gonna, you had to reload. Mm -hmm. So you had two positions. Yeah. And you, you moved into one box and shot all strong hand. Mm -hmm. You had to reload, but you had to move to another box and finish strong hand. That was one string. And then mm -hmm. you shot another string so that one you would just reload like normal yeah. going between the boxes. However, the second string was the same thing. You move to one box, shoot all weekend, mm -hmm. go to the other box, shoot all weekend, but you had to reload in between. So people yeah. were like trying to figure out if they were going to reload with their right hand while holding the hand in their, the gun in their left hand. <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff, yeah. that, you know, you had to figure out. Yeah. So it was, there was a lot more strong hand weekend. I could mm -hmm. see where since last year's was a little weak on stages yeah. with that, I could see where this year there would be more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely different, you know, when you're holding that weekend up there oh. or weekend only mm -hmm. shooting. So... You think it'll just, you'll just keep doing the same amount of training with that? Mm. Um, like I said, it might be more and more consistent, but for all I know with training, everything could be different 
or it could all be the same. But I'll probably add more into it. Now, when you, all right, let me, so you said this was your first PCC Nationals. Yes. Okay. But you had already shoot two other Nationals before that. Mm-hmm. Two gun nets. Yeah. So going into PCC Nationals, how did you feel? Um, going into PCC Nats, I felt, I felt really good about it because it's just, the mindset I had was, it's just like every other Nationals, it's just like every other match, just longer, more stages, more of a test. And was it? It was, it was definitely, um, wearing me out a little bit because three days and then four days because of the walkthrough day. And it was just, it was... It was a lot, but I was ready, so. And PCC Nats was in October. Yes. So this year it's going to be a month earlier, so it's going to be hotter. Yes. Now, that's no, that's nothing new to you. Being no. from Florida, you're used to the heat, you're used to the yeah. humidity, so no big yeah. deal. But it's still, regardless, it's still going to take a little bit more of a toll. Like, you're going to have to drink more fluid and all of that. Obviously, because you're going to be out there running around, sweating yep. a lot more than normal. Yes. So what do you normally do or what do you think you'll be doing over the course of four days again, this time a month earlier? So the temperature, like I shot carry optics last year and it was at that exact same time. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the heat wasn't too bad. It was um, mid to upper 80s at the most. But you still, you know, you're out there in the sun, so you're sweating. Yeah. Do you change like how much, you, what your diet or what you drink when you're out there shooting over that many days? No, um, actually I thrive more in the heat. I do better in the heat. Um, the hotter I get, the better I, I do, if that makes sense. Um, this episode is brought to you by Hoist. Hoist your IV level rehydrating electrolyte blend of sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. It's clinically proven to hydrate 110% faster than water. Chris Gelnet was on episode 63 and gave his own personal testimony. He had a bad experience with the heat at area 8 in 2021 when temps were near 100 and the humidity was high. He was ready to quit with three stages to go. He had mentally checked out. Afterward, he listened to episode 48 with Rachel Trotta, decided to try hoist, bought a case off Amazon, started using it at locals and found, hey, I'm not fatigued at the end of the day. So he took it to area five and at the end of the day, he was ready to shoot the match again. As a matter of fact, he even had a stage win on his last stage. Man, they have all the best flavors. They have watermelon, peach mango, dragon fruit, strawberry lemonade, grape, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. It's probably the only beverage that I've tried that I like all of the flavors. You can buy it either in a powder and mix it with water, or you can buy it pre-mixed, whichever way you prefer. But check it out, get hydrated, stay hydrated, use Casual Shooter and save 10% or be like Chris and have a recurring subscription and save 15%. Before the match, I'll probably drink a lot more water and then eat a big meal. And then during the match, I typically don't eat or drink anything. Just the way my body works with it. So So you don't you don't think the heat or the humidity at that point would bother you over 3 or 4 days? Eventually, it probably would catch on to me, but um, for the most part, I'd just throw it away. Throw away all the okay. feeling and everything. I'm thinking carry optics nationals won't be too bad in June in Ohio, but uh, who knows? Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> now, did your... So obviously, if you're going to two gun nationals this year, and I meant 2022, mm-hmm. you you were already doing some PCC training before PCC nationals. Yes. But did you change any of your training in preparation for PCC nationals? Um, 
So with two gun nats, it was both guns, and we didn't really mm-hmm. train for two gun nats. We were training specifically PCC, and that was okay. it. So like two weeks before two gun nats, I think we started incorporating the pistol so that it was more of a two gun feeling, and then. After that, it was straight back to PCC. Um, everything was PCC. Okay. Well, that, all right. So really, you didn't have to do a whole lot more. You'd already been training up for it. Yeah. So, but, but was there anything like after that, that you're like, all right, this is one thing that we specifically need to train for, for PCC Nationals? Um, I think reloads were a big thing. I felt that I wasn't really doing very well with the reloads. So I was very big on the reloads. And then um, the swinging and the breaking down is always um, an issue with me. I always like to break down and bring in when in reality I should swing it. Mm, Okay. Now for those people who don't shoot PCC, I know what you're saying because I saw yeah. your actions, but explain <laughs> to them what that means, breaking down versus swinging. So um, breaking down is taking the buttstock off your shoulder and putting it behind your head a little bit and then pushing onto the next target. So, and then swinging is just from one target, swinging to the next target. Right. So with a pistol, it's the same thing as having your gun extended and then bringing mm-hmm. it into your chest yes. versus keeping it out and swinging. And swinging. It. Yes. So yeah, when I saw what you were doing, I knew what you meant by <laughs> what you were saying. So yeah. So when do you normally do your dry fire training? Is that a first thing in the morning, a last thing in the day? Um, it's a last thing in the day. In the mornings, I like to do um, my workout and then go on as my day and then do the dry fire training. Now, when you say do your workout, yes, what type of workout do you do? Um, my my trainer he sends me workouts, and he's very big on CrossFit, but I don't have the equipment to do CrossFit, so they're very CrossFit related. And I asked that question. We'll get there a little bit later. Yeah. But I saw some stuff in your Instagram that made mm-hmm. me think CrossFit and tactical games. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll, we'll save that because I want to get there, but we'll, we'll yeah. get there in a minute. So is PCC basically going to be your primary competition? No, uh, carry optics will be my primary competition. Oh, okay. Yes. Now when, all right. So this year it's a works out in your favor. Because PCC, I mean, I'm sorry, carry optics is early. Yep. And PCC is like two and a half months later. Yeah. So gives you plenty of time to go from PCC to ramping up. I'm sorry, from carry optics to mm-hmm. PCC. Yeah. Now, in a normal year, like say this year, mm-hmm. 2022, carry optics was September 8th through the 10th. And PCC was a month later. Yes. So how would you, so you would shoot carry optics all year then until September? Yes. All right. And why the change from PCC to carry optics? So just, I, I love, I'm a pistol shooter. I love my pistol. I think that I do better with my pistol and I'm more accurate with my pistol. Um, and I feel more confident with it that I can do better. And um, and uh, this year, no, next year, with the uh, carry optics snats, that's very big motivation. I really want to do really good. So, if you talk to a lot of people, you shouldn't talk about results. You don't want people being results oriented. But what to you is a you said you really you want to do really good. What does that mean? I have okay. Um, in my head, I have a certain standard to which I should shoot at. So if I don't meet that standard, then I didn't do good. Granted, every match I do, I don't think I did good until um, 
about like a couple weeks later and I'm like, oh, well, I, it, it did come out as good. But um, as soon as the match is over with, I think I did terrible. And I think, well, there's all these things that, you know, I need to work on. And that's why it was terrible. I totally understand where you're coming from. It, it mm -hmm. almost sounds like you're a perfectionist, like everything needs to be perfect. Yes. Okay. I cannot recommend more. Listen to Steve. Look, I've been through Steve Anderson's mental management class. Yeah. It's very good. If you ever get an opportunity to take it, take it. Yeah. But definitely listen to some of his mental management stuff because how you are and what he says, you know, <laughs> things to do yeah. would work very well together. It might help you get to like that next step up. Yeah. Looking at some of your videos, it looks like the shooting part is going to be okay. Now it's getting this part. Yeah. That's, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's funny because I, I had the question down, where is carry optics in your future? That was one of the questions I had written down mm -hmm. because I saw you shooting and you shoot carry optics quite well. You had a, a very interesting video where you were, do you see it? Yes. Okay. This was, it says 21 weeks ago. I don't know. So that's about four to five months ago, roughly. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to click play. Yeah. But this is what I'm talking about. That's that movement right there with a pistol. Mm -hmm. That's something a lot of people have to practice a while to get. You were, you were moving at a fairly good speed there. Yeah. So how much do you practice moving while shooting? Um, I, I like to incorporate it for at least 15 minutes in dry fire. I think it's a necessary thing to do because, you know, majority of the matches, you should be moving and shooting, not just stop here, shoot, stop here, shoot. I think movement is a big, big part in what I do. Now, I wish, I wish there was a button where I could control the timeline. Yeah. Thing. But because that's a pretty wide transition you just did there too, mm -hmm. going from the target over here. Yeah. To the, I mean, it's basically about 120 degree yeah. swing and you did it pretty quick. So do you practice wide transitions in training as well? Uh, yes. In live fire training, I try to do a lot of wide transitions. Um, moving and shooting, big thing, wide transitions, not really a top priority, but it's definitely something to work on. Your draw looked pretty spicy too. <laughs> it looks like you've put in a lot of training time because you definitely do not look like, well, I would say two years, you're still a fairly new shooter. Yeah. But you don't, you, you look a little more polished than your normal <laughs> two-year new shooter okay yes this is what i was talking about so this yes. match right here i assume this was with a your 556 five, rifle yes top lady third tack light mm -hmm. i get all that yep. now this starts looking more like the tactical games yes is that was this similar to that it was it was very similar. It was um, it was two gun, but with some more weight to it, and run with this, and yep, yep, <laughs> drag this, grab this. So um, for those of people who only listen audio wise, she's mm -hmm. dragging a dummy with her right hand. Her rifle is in her left hand, and she's moving forward. Had you done anything like this before? No. <laughs> so how difficult was this for you when you did this? That that dummy weighed like 75 pounds and I wasn't really working out at the time. So I had little arms and <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to get that thing across there was difficult for me. And I realized that like, oh, I got to get stronger. <laughs> Well, I mean, don't don't take this the wrong way, but you're still a, a small frame person. Yes, yeah. So yeah. 
but you've been working out specifically to be able to do stuff like this? Yes. When the time comes, if I needed to do something like this, I want to be able to do it. Do you see more of this in your future? Um, not as much as USPSA. <laughs> okay. But it's not out of the realm of possibility, though. No. You've done a bunch of different stuff. Let me scroll through here real quick because there's another picture. I know what I'm looking for. Here we go. Right here. That one right there. Yes. Combat carbine. Now, that's uh, that's not a PCC match either. <laughs> um, well, with that match, it could have been PCC or 5.5. It's just a rifle specific. So the distances weren't so long that you couldn't use the PCC? No, it wasn't that long. Um, I think, no, I didn't have my PCC at that time. Um, but I used 5.5 for that, yes. Do you remember how far the targets were at this match? Ooh, um, maybe 50 yards was the furthest. Okay. okay, so you definitely could have done it with a PCC then. Yeah, I think so. Everything was under 100 yards. I guess. Okay, so what are we looking at here? It's a, it's a big one. <laughs> yeah, it's a big what is that? Oh, um, a Barrett. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a looks like a Barrett fifty cal. Mm-hmm. And how did you enjoy shooting that? That was not fun. Um, no. That, it, I mean, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun for the opportunity to shoot that, but shooting it was interesting um it really pushed me <laughs> it, it got <Okay>. me good <laughs> so so this is not in your future no okay no. <laughs> so i have fired one i have fired a barrett 50 um 2000 yards and engaged a target Ooh. with one of those yeah i personally i do enjoy them they're just a little rich for me, and they're not as accurate as I would like. Yes. See, I saw where you said the, the muzzle blast was what was worse for you? Um, the muzzle blast was a lot to handle. Um, I got cut up from the recoil and um, got cut up a little bit on my elbows. What, what do you mean by, oh, on your elbows? Okay. Yeah, I got cut up. So you got some abrasions where you got pushed? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's normal. Do you foresee in the future nothing but carry optics then? Um, not necessarily. I think my priorities are set on carry optics, but if I had the option to shoot PCC, I, I would shoot it. Um, the level one matches, I can shoot both, so I take the opportunity to shoot both. I feel like... It is it easier for you to shoot the PCC right now? Right now, yes, it's easier for me to shoot it. Um, I've trained so much with it and gotten comfortable with it that it's pretty much my baby. <laughs> okay. Well, I also feel like, you know, as you strengthen your arms and your hands mm -hmm. and, and all of that, the, the pistol shooting will become easier. But I feel like right now with your, your size and all of that, mm -hmm that it's easier to control the PCC because you're using your shoulder mm -hmm. and more body. So that's why yes. I was wondering if that's easier for you. Yes. Um, yeah. Considering I can use my whole body with it and I can put a lot into it. It doesn't, it definitely I can run it faster than a pistol. Yeah. I give you a couple of years and that would probably change. Yes. So. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you doing any specific workout just to make it yourself stronger for shooting pistol? For pistol, no, not necessarily. Um, like I just I get the workouts and then I do the workouts. It's nothing specific. I think it's just for everything to get stronger altogether. Do you do grip exercises yes, in, yeah, in I, your workouts? I do. So what are your USPSA goals? My USPSA goals, um, my biggest one is to win nationals and then be okay. world champion, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, so you just jumped right into my next question. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you have a timeline or are you just like, when it happens, it happens? When it happens, it happens. But um, I'm very big on let's get it. Let's do it now. <laughs> okay, good. I like that. So you're driven to, to do yes. it. Yes. Now, do you want to, what division do you want to win nationals in? Um, carry optics. I want to win carry optics nets first. Okay. And then, you got some stiff competition out there. Just saying. Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then PCC, you've got some stiff competition yes. too. There, there's a lot of very good ladies out there right now shooting. Yes. And then there's, who knows how many more Ashlands are out there that we don't even know about. I know. Yes. So tell me more about wanting to be a world champion. Well, um, I think starting this, I think I just wanted to be the person. I wanted to be the face. Like when someone brings up world champion, you know, they think of who has been the world champion. Well, I want people to think of me when they think of world champion. Wow, that's impressive for <laughs> such a young age. <laughs> So, I mean, you live in the, in a good spot mm -hmm. to be able to shoot those types of matches. Like the Ipsic yes. matches seem to be in the Florida area. Yes. Um, Do you they're a little see your... down south. They're a little down south. But they're still, look, I live in Virginia, so they're nowhere yeah, yeah. near local for me. No, yeah. But I mean, is that something you plan on shooting more of? It's, um, uh, yes. I think so, yes. Um, definitely, yes. This year, no, next year, um, be traveling uh, out of um, country for um, Ipsic style matches. You are? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so where are you going to be going for these Ipsic matches? Um, one of them is in Brazil. And the other one is in Trinidad and Tobago. What? Yeah. For real? For real. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is definitely out of the country. Yes. <laughs> so you're not just doing Caribbean Open over in Puerto Rico. You're like leaving the continent. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. So yeah. are you excited for that? Definitely. I'm super excited. Um, it'll be something new, something to experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. So you're going to international travel with guns and ammo and the whole nine yards. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The reason I was asking is, um, you know, you've got to get qualified if you want to be on the world team. Yeah. So some, there were people who just shot this last world shoot that weren't there were individual slots that they mm -hmm. filled that weren't team slots so yeah it sounds to me like you you want to be on the world team so that means you'd have to shoot more ipsic matches get qualified mm -hmm. shoot yeah. nationals all that okay yeah. so how long have you known that you're going to be traveling outside the u.s for these matches oh uh i've known for a couple months now uh my trainer he went there i think this year and then the last year. So I think he was kind of planning on bringing me along with him. So is that who you're traveling with then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you have a, that's a little bit harder of a time frame to come up with because it's only every three years. So mm -hmm. those are the questions I have for you, Ashlyn. Was there anything yeah. you wanted to add or? any sponsors you want to say thank you to or anything um callaway ballistics you know big thank you um they're a big ammo sponsor so that's a big appreciative. Thank you. <laughs> yeah that stuff's expensive yes <laughs> and big shout out to your it guy dad yes <laughs> yes get you yep. up and running <laughs> yeah all right well ashlyn thank you for coming on it's been a wonderful conversation Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I wish you the best this year. Thank you. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.